them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well. Welcome, my friends, to the most beautiful on-location show we've ever done, Smoking and Toasting, live from the Rainbow Lodge uh, in this, Houston. And this we is are, amazing I mean, you see this? Here. Yeah. I hope yeah. you can see the background. Yeah. We are, uh, we're here on show number 158. We're live at the Rainbow Lodge. Treaty Oak is here. We'll tell you more about that coming up. Uh, but we are uh, brought to you by uh, the uh, the fine folks at B&B uh, Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. And in the shop's... Oh, there's the delayed well, well. There we go. Uh, and the shops at Clear Fork uh, in Fort Worth. Um, today we are at the Rainbow Lodge, and um, what ultimately guided us here was uh, a while back we had Mark Burrell on the show. We were talking what we did our first ever wine show. Uh-huh. We'd done you know almost 150 shows at that time, and had never done a wine show, so we were overdue. So um, I got uh, connected to Mark through a number of uh, number of good friends. And they said, oh, if you're going to do a wine show, this is the guy. And boy, was he. Oh, that we was had, so fun. We had so much fun that on that show. That was an amazing and, show. Well, we got to drink bubbles. Yes, we got, which is, <laughs> that's my favorite. So uh, so it was it was terrific. So we talked about, you know, when we begin to inch closer to the holidays, we should come and do, uh, you know, when the weather got a little nice, we should do a show out here uh, on this beautiful back, uh, back lot of the property. And uh, we should probably talk um, wine. Like for the holidays, because people want to serve wine at holiday parties. They want to mm-hmm. drink wine when they go out for the holidays. And uh, so it'll be good to get into the specifics of what you should be thinking, what you, you should be planning. And so Mark looks at me and he says, cool, I'll ask the guys from Treaty Oak to come along. And I'm like, okay, done. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, so here we are. And Wait, let we, me think about that. Hell yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here we are. And uh, Tony from Treaty Oak is, uh, is with us. Tony, uh, introduce yourself real quick and... Uh, and uh, tell us exactly where you are located. I know you're, uh, I know you're close to Austin uh, yep. for the distillery, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Tony Gonzalez, uh, sales national sales manager for Treaty Oak Distilling, and we're located about 20 miles outside of Austin, southwest in a small town called Dripping Springs. Oh uh, yes, uh, very great, cool little community down there, um, and we're a huge part of it. We uh, we got a 28 acre ranch out there. Um, we have a full service restaurant, three bars. Music venue, you know, we, we're, we're doing it up pretty big. Our distillery nice. sits out there, our Rick House. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, so you're going to tell us all about that on the show. We're going to be doing some tasting, including... Is, now, is this gin, is this a brand new thing for you guys, or has this been around for a little while? Gin's been around for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the most recent thing we've we've uh, kind of come up with is, is the whiskey, but the gin's been around for a minute. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the gin came first. And then the whiskey. Yeah. Very well, interesting. Whiskey takes a lot long, longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's that aging yeah. process that's hard to get around. Uh, unless you're Pabst Blue Ribbon, of course. Uh, their new whiskey is aged for five seconds. For five we seconds, We talked about yes. that, right? It's aged for five seconds in oak barrels. And the reason, apparently, is because if it doesn't touch oak, it can't be called uh, 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 whiskey. Is that right? I, yeah, right. That's because a new one do, to me, but... Right, no, because you can do the, you know, uh, the basically it's moonshine. 
if it doesn't touch oh, oak. Oh, I didn't think about right? that, yeah. And uh, until it touches oak, it's uh, it's not whiskey. So they actually say on their bottles that it's aged for five seconds. That's an odd thing to boast about. They basically pour it through a barrel on its way to the glass. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, we'll... Uh, I'm sure that reflects in the taste, but I haven't tried it uh, yeah, yet. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I can only imagine. <laughs> but yeah. if it's anything like the beer, it's, you know, yeah, probably it's, good for a frat party. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, let's just say it's not it's not been... Probably not been designed to be at your higher. I wonder. I wonder what that boiler maker may uh, taste like. <laughs> Paps blue ribbon with Paps blue ribbon poured in. That tastes like the bottom of the boiler maker, probably. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we have uh, we have a lot of great stuff to be able to talk about today. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, cocktails, which includes some of the treaty oak stuff. So uh, back uh, back onto the cocktail train because like. It happens this time of year. People start thinking about holiday parties. You start thinking about wines. You start thinking about cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what am I, it, particularly if you're throwing a party, what am I going to have? Well, you so. know, because we're, we're in October now, so <laughs> Halloween is usually the first big holiday party that people have. Yes. And then it's holiday parties for the rest of the year. I, I like to say that Halloween's essentially the beginning of the Christmas season. Cause <laughs> it's, cause it's really <laughs> pretty it much it. I mean, right? once, once you, like, you know, wake up the next morning and look and see what leftover candy exists in your house it's christmas time that's just that's just the way it goes so um oh wanted to say really quick um a special thanks to last week's guest uh alan denny and to brett and Teresa from fetching lab brewery we were that was uh, so fun we were on the island last week galveston at the uh galveston island cigar mm-hmm. lounge with alan denny and it was a lot of fun in fact i am smoking an hvc cero is that how you would say that mm, i'd assume so all right c-e-r-r-o so you would attempt to roll the R's and, and make it Seto instead of Cero. Um, Zero. Uh, yeah. If it was El Seto, we would know that that would be Spanish for the, the Seto. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but in our case, anyway, uh, <laughs> this is a brand new one for me. I've not smoked one of these before. Uh, Alan recommended it uh, out of the humidor there. So you know, taking a recommendation from him is usually a pretty sure bet. So well, yeah. The guy kind of knows what he's that talking makes it pretty, about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A bit. We could question his taste in friends, but as far as the tobacco, he <laughs> knows what he's talking about. There's that. <laughs> so, uh, so so far this is really nice. It'll be interesting to see how this pairs up. What are you smoking? There, well, right? I decided to bring since we had this beautiful scenery and we're going to have wine and uh, uh, cocktails and everything else and awesome uh, whiskey and whatnot. I would bring uh, a cigar that uh, our producer brought for me for my birthday this year. This is the Padron 1964 uh, Family Reserve. Nice. This is. Uh, Outside of my north, this is what I call this is what I call my special occasion cigars. Yes, and yes. I've been saving it for a good special well, occasion. This so is here we are, and one. this is outstanding. The perfect Absolutely one, the perfect one. And uh, Tony smoking one of the little E.P. Carrillo Oscuro. Um, I forget which one. Is that, that the is. dusk? Uh, no, but it's it's an Oscuro, and it's uh, it's just an E.P. Carrillo Selection uh, Oscuro. That looks like a uh, would that be a Corona? Is that what that, that would be mm-hmm. a Corona size? Hard so, to go wrong with that. Yeah, so uh, that looks good, and uh, definitely smokes great. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying that. So, so it'll be fun to pair these things up and see how it goes. We're looking forward to that. And one thing we didn't talk about this until uh, late in the show last week, and so I want to correct that uh, error today. Uh, whiskey sniff whiskey is sniff. on, and the tickets are selling fast. Uh, we will be. Doing the whiskey sniff, we'll go into more detail about how it works uh, later on in the show. But we'll be doing the whiskey sniff for its second year. The first year sold out. This year's uh, tickets are selling fast. Uh, it is happening on Wednesday, November sixth. It is upstairs at the B and B Houston location in Washington, and uh, on Washington Ave, I should say. And uh, we will have um, 
whiskeys from all over the world. We'll have um, uh, cigars in your pack when you arrive, and it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So awesome! I didn't realize you actually hunt for the. Uh, Wild game that you serve here at the restaurant uh, out out in your back patio. That sounded like a sounded like a, sure a shotgun we heard was. a moment ago. Uh, I know, it looks like it was a, a pecan of some sort that fell onto the roof. I I brought my but uh, it sounded yeah, like yeah. I brought my wife to dinner here a while back and had you've got a whole you've got one item on the menu where it's it's like a sampler of the different sort of wild game and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. There was wild boar and there was elk. and We have an appetizer uh, portion called the Taste of the Wild. Right. Um, and then there's the, uh, the the big sampler in, in the evening where you get some, like, it's a boar chop and some uh, some quail. And and it, it, it really, not only was yeah. it really amazing, and I enjoyed it, and it's, it was great to be able to do that because, you know, that would have been five, six different visits sampling each thing, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, separately. So you got to really get an idea of the flavor for it. But it also led to uh, a, a sentence I uttered the next day um, after my wife and I were here that I didn't think was something I'd ever say, and that was, as I said to my wife, elk is really good the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's something that's, I'd ever say. That's right. badass yeah, leftovers. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. right. So, uh, so it that's was, like yeah. the leftovers that you really look forward to. Yeah, that's right. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's better than the... Oh, I got some of that. I'll just, you know. Yeah, I'll just reheat this. I'll be like, ooh, wild boar. Let's do it. I think the yeah. majority of the people who come here are surprised at how much they like the elk. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you know, elk is, I don't want to say all the rage, but I've been hearing a lot from the community that. It's that, so hot right now. Yeah, it is. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually kind of a big deal. So uh, I, I would say there was like. There was about 20 minutes of a Joe Rogan podcast devoted to elk that I happen to be listening to. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, so we got a lot going on. Whiskey Sip will tell you more about that. Uh, we're going to be doing some tasting. What, what are we going to be tasting today that you brought from uh, the distillery there, uh, Tony? Yeah, so I, got, I brought pretty much our entire lineup. Um, we have three different gins, and we have three different whiskeys. And, awesome. Um, we can taste them all. We can taste them one by one, however you guys want to do it. We'll, we'll taste them all one by one. <laughs> I think that'll be the way. So to following go. his example, uh, I think that'll be the way to go. So, uh, and then we'll also do some cocktails, as we uh, as we mentioned, and uh, uh, and we have a Nick Jonas update for you. So it's going to be like a, a good a good show, I think. Holding my breath. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and start some tasting. Uh, it's smoking and toasting. It's show number one hundred and fifty eight, and we are live at the Rainbow Lodge in Houston. We'll be right back. So we are back. It's smoking and toasting. We are on show number 158. We are live, my friends, at the uh, Rainbow Lodge in Houston. Well, uh, give me the address here for the Rainbow Lodge for people that, just uh, in case people We're at in Ella and TC Gesture. Okay. Uh, just inside the North Loop. Just inside the North Loop. Yeah. In fact, if you uh, come to uh, Ella off of uh, the North Loop, it's only like three Two, three blocks, yeah. right? Yeah, maybe six, real, but yeah, it's yeah, okay. just really close. The driveway will sneak up on you, though, so watch real close. So, yeah, you. you'll have to enter on 21st Street. And I will say, when you're coming down the road to get here, if you've, like, seen this already on, on the video here, you're going to think, it, I can't possibly be in the right place. Because <laughs> it looks like a, you know, residential uh, and retail mixed-use sort of neighborhood, and then all of a sudden there's this little pocket. I don't know where you guys even found this. This is... This is amazing. Well, this was um, well. That's a 115 year old log cabin that was that was built as a home um, originally, um, and it's been several different incarnations. But before 
we moved in. It was a, um, another restaurant, a French restaurant called okay. La Tour d'Argent. Um, and when it became available, the lodge, who, by the way, it's celebrating its 42nd anniversary this year. That's amazing yeah. for oh. any for any restaurant yeah. establishment to last um, When it became available, um, the owners um, decided that this was the proper place for them to be, and well, here we are. The decor fits you know, the theme and the vibe of the restaurant yeah. uh, perfectly, but was it like that, or did they have to basically um, we've it? done We've done some, some things. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, the log cabin didn't move. The walls didn't move. Um, and it still looks mm-hmm. like a log cabin, mm-hmm. um, but the um, but we've done some things in the bar. We've worked out some things in our main dining room, um, which we call the creek room um, for the creek room. for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. there's a right off of the really creek, nice yes. creek behind us, um, and so it, it it just it just works it works out really great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's a beautiful place. It's very relaxing, and of course, this time of year is perfect if you can get a spot to eat out here on the. Uh, on the patio. Yeah, the this weather is, is just terrific. broken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so instead of it being 93 degrees at night and 99 during the day, it's just absolutely gorgeous right now. I, by the way, I was talking to a friend of mine in Quebec. They have snow already. So <laughs> oh, wow. the weather has broken there as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to enjoy this out here. And, honestly, this is the time. If you want to do that sort of romantic mm-hmm. uh, dinner out on the uh, balcony under the, uh, you know, about the time the sun's going down, this well, is perfect. This is also the reason when people come visit, especially in the summer, come visit Houston, they're like, why would you people live here? Right. Well, because guess what? From October until, mm, let's see, March, we're going to be able to do this. Well, that's exactly <laughs> right. In fact, I, I always say that this is the time of year, or we're just about to get to the time of year, where people come down here and go, why don't I live here? Yeah. And then they move here and experience one of the summers. <laughs> yeah. Then they meet August. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, Mark, you mentioned there was some uh, gentlemen uh, at a table uh, kind of down the way from us here, uh, outdoors on the ramp, that uh, come out here and smoke cigars every yeah, now so and they're then. They're in, they're in um, uh, uh, quite a high-profile business, and uh, when they, when they um, celebrate the... Um, success of a deal landing a new account yeah, or something they, like that they yeah they come they come by and um, and smoke cigars and uh, drink really good wine <laughs> <laughs> nice fantastic <laughs> Which I'm that's happy a great about. way to celebrate um, uh, and, and and I haven't seen them in a few weeks and when we were planning this the first thing I thought about were those guys and turns out they showed up oh so and here they are so so you guys are cool with people uh, being able to smoke cigars yeah, out here that's absolutely, not a, yeah. uh, that's not a special exception for us this is a place where people can come and smoke and that's important uh, we like to point that out because not every place is as welcoming you know right you understand some places it doesn't make sense but to find the places that are we like to be able to pass that along mm-hmm. to people uh, in whatever town we're in um, now you guys don't have cigars on on premise correct so yeah. you have to bring your own cigars but no but i got lots of scotch that's awesome too you got <laughs> <lots> of- <laughs> you're, like, you're like whatever you bring yes, i can match it good. that's, that's awesome. good to know yes absolutely well uh, so tell us what you've uh, poured here, Tony. This is uh, this is the gin, and this you've got gin in several different uh, shades. I see. Yeah, yeah. So this this one here is going to be uh, Treaty Oaks Distilling Waterloo Number no. Nine Gin. Waterloo uh, Number no. Nine. Yeah. So Waterloo. Um, for those that don't know, uh, we are a company that started in Austin, and Waterloo was the first name of Austin before mm-hmm. it was called Austin. It was called Waterloo. So we kind of pay homage to some of the history of where we're coming from with naming uh, it Waterloo Number no. Nine. Um, and this is a this is what we call a Texas botanical gin. Um, it's going to have nine botanicals in it. Um, some of the unique ones is going to be Texas pecan, 
um, oh, wow. which we just in season right right about now, right? To Texas Pecan. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so um, we get our Texas Pecan from uh, up by where our owner, uh, Daniel Barnes, was born and raised up by Menard. <clears throat> and um, and uh, some of the other unique features, we get citrus from the Rio Grande Valley. And um, you'll find when you kind of taste it, the first thing you're going to pick up is the, the kind of floralness, mm-hmm. and that's going to be texas lavender so yeah the uh the floral comes up obvious uh it's sweeter than i imagined it was going to be um sweeter than i usually experience in a first sip of gin i can get um, the pecan though i can pull that out of there yeah you know it's funny i'm not pulling the pecan but i get so much orange and orange peel Mm -hmm. in there like that's huge to me i really like this um in terms of my palate and gin sometimes i feel like gin even though i enjoy it for a change-up but sometimes it's just a little too perfumey for me, mm-hmm. and this doesn't trend that way. This has this uh, the citrus and the uh, the pecan flavors and stuff keep that lavender from being uh, you know keep it from smelling like I've walked into like right. a woman's powder room. Be, you know what I mean? I'll be brutally honest about lavender. It usually, immediately turns me off, but this has a much softer kind of lavender profile. Yeah, I like it um, very much. It's there. But it's not in your face, and like you said, it, it doesn't smell like you walked by Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, we worked mm-hmm. pretty hard, and I think all the botanicals in it, um, there's also some ginger in it, so it gives a little bit of heat. Um, mm-hmm. And it just kind of balances really nicely. Um, everything together just kind of rounds out, and we've been very careful to not overpower the lavender, but also you know, using the lavender as a, as a kind of um, t- toning down some of the juniper notes that a lot of people notice are... And gins are just juniper kind of can be over very juniper forward yeah, yeah. so um yeah we've just worked really hard on making a really well-balanced gin um works very nice in a cocktail program um i was gonna a, say i bet this would make a wonderful martini yes it does uh an amazing martini i can attest to that that's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, good to know and and uh you know, uh, there's a number of people that I know that are trying desperately to convert me from vodka to gin for my martinis. So. Well, because when you're going to have a martini, you use gin. That's why. Yeah. So, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. That's how you make a martini. But see, Your first ingredient is gin. Okay. Well, I love drinks that are meant to be cold, right? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing quite like a vodka martini made with a really great vodka that is so cold that... Ice is still kind of crystallizing on the top while you drink it. That's a pretty good thing. This is a different martini. This would be a different martini. I have to experience. tell you about this. I have a brother that lives in International Falls, Minnesota. It is the average coldest place in the United States. And uh, in the winter, when it's at you know minus twenty to minus thirty degrees, he'll make what he calls a sub-zero martini. He takes everything outside, sticks it in the snow. That's how he gets the glass nice and cold. <clears throat> And then he makes his mar- martini at that temperature. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, pretty that amazing. Sound amazing. Yeah. I mean, they, they tell you most, you know, I like my beer cold. I'm really supposed to drink it warmer, you know, closer to room temperature. You know, wine, obviously, you're looking for uh, room temperature with uh-huh. everything but the white and the, and the sparkling. Uh, but, but, yeah, martinis are supposed to no, be No, when cold. he takes his gin bottle, sticks it outside in the snow for a few minutes, and then brings it in and makes a martini, and it's already starting it. You know, below freezing. <laughs> that makes it. It's 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 pouring out like syrup. The only the only point. downside I see to that cocktail build is the snowsuit you have to put on to go in and out of the house. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's, the funny thing is, he's lived up there so long. I went out. Uh, I went out shooting at the range with him uh, when I was up there, and it was only I don't know, 
20-something degrees when we were out mm-hmm. shooting. And I kept having to go in the car to warm my fingers. Those guys were out there without gloves. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just so used to it, you know. Like, it's not even a big deal to them. Unless it's, like, actually below zero, they don't even bother with gloves. Wow. It's crazy. That is crazy. Because I'll tell you what, uh, a couple of days from now, I'll probably be putting gloves on here in Houston. <laughs> right, so. That's about uh, it. That's the way it'll probably Yeah, because it'll be below 70, and then it's, it's just over. Um it's martini weather. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, I like the idea of the uh, what'd you call it? The, the sub zero martini. Yeah, martini. I, I figured you'd fantastic. appreciate that because it's yes, like using that. his environment. Well, you know, there are there are, there are certain schools of thought about what a martini should be and how it should be mm-hmm. served, and whether you stir it or shake it, or whether those ice crystals are a good thing or a bad thing. My my right. my thought on that is just. Whatever works for you. Drink what you like. Yeah, drink what you but like. But I tell I people agree. that all the time. Yeah. With, you know, we have we have some wines that maybe I wouldn't drink at home, but I, I'm they're there for you. And I, I, I tell people all the time, drink what you like. I'd, I'd just like to point out that I think of the four of us here at the table, I think Tony is has proven himself to be the smartest one because I noticed that as we're going to the second gen here, he's the only <laughs> one that dumped anything out from his glass. <laughs> the rest of us, our glasses were completely empty, so... Uh, so what are we tasting here? This, this one here is going to be um, so essentially the Waterloo Number no. Nine Gin is the base for this gin. It starts out exactly the same, same botanical build, same uh, same distillate that comes off of the still. We basically split it in half. Half of it goes to proofing and bottling for the Number no. Nine, and the other half goes straight into uh, fresh first use American oak barrels for aging. Uh, yeah. So this is a barrel aged gin. Uh, it's over a two year old. Two year old is going to be the youngest juice we put in this. And um, and like I said, it's a it's a virgin barrel, so it's not a it's not a used whiskey barrel or used rum barrel or anything like that. It's a virgin oak barrel. Virgin oak, yep. So this yeah. is delicious. Can this... I can I say I haven't tried it yet, but I just want to tell you on the nose, um, I get hints of bubble gum. Really, bubble like, gum. Like, is that weird? Is that just me? That's just you, I think. But okay, it could be. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. There's, there's a certain sort of uh, like the classic, uh, classic sweetness to it. Yes, gum, you know? Ab- absolutely. I'm going to tell you this almost. This almost feels more like a whiskey than it does a gin when it's That's when it's delicious. In your mouth. Isn't it though? It's interesting because uh, it has some of the the notes from the whiskey but its mouthfeel is so different. Like it's it's so quick in the palate. Yeah. It's just just like that through the palate. <clears throat> almost a, a little bit of a dryness Thank to you. it. That looks yeah. amazing. Yes. So that yeah, the antique gin we we do call it our our gin for whiskey drinkers. Um, it's it's treated sense. exactly like a bourbon um, once it goes into the barrel, it sits there. It ages with all of our bourbon barrels. So it's well, it gets that color from the barrel too. If you can't see it on the camera over there, it's got that yeah, that nice chart yeah, of color. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks like a whiskey. Not you know, rather and it's, than and it's gin. I love that you that you think of it that way as your gin for whiskey drinkers because one of the things I really um, enjoy doing, uh, for example, with with rum, is if if I have somebody who doesn't know that much about rum, they want to try it, but I know they're a whiskey drinker, I'll direct them to certain kinds of rum yes. that that will come across and feel a little more like what they're already right and have some of those like, more predictable and then flavors. that can kind of pull them into the world of rum if mm-hmm. they like it and they can begin then to experiment and, and try other things so this would be highly recommended if you are a whiskey uh, lover who would like to expand your palate a little bit learn more about gin this is a great place to start. Well, and right, that's exactly correct. that's exactly why we made this old fashioned here. Oh, so this old fashioned, and mm-hmm. and uh, thank you by the way for having these delivered. This is uh, uh, well, this reminds me why I look forward to Thursdays so much. Um, this is uh, this is an old fashioned 
This made is, with gin and not with whiskey, is right, that right? Right. So it's it's made with the antique gin. Wow. Um, I was um, I was I, I travel quite a bit and get inspirations for a lot of different things. And on one of my travels, I had a really great um, old fashioned, but made with uh, tequila. And I thought, right. well, I like gin. I would think an old-fashioned with a good-aged gin would work well. And that's where this came in. Um, and just so happens that my favorite Texas producer makes a, <laughs> a barrel-aged gin. And so that's what we have here. It's a We call it a very old English fashion. Right. I see this on that the is menu. so good. Did you try this? Not yet. I'm just that about to. That is so amazingly good. That has is that, uh, is that what's floating in there? Is that blueberries? Juniper. Juniper, Juniper oh, berries. Juniper berries. Okay. Got that it. has that such a completely different, um, uh, such a completely different flavor profile. Wow. Yet is still definitely an old fashioned. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And that's the difference, obviously, between the gin and the whiskey. But, uh, but wow, that's terrific. This yes. is a great cocktail. Um, I was just. Looking at the the build there on your sheet, so uh, sweet tea syrup. Can you tell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have um, we have um, our the sweet tea that we we bring in from uh, from Katza's down the road. We're very very happy with, and so we cook it down and make a syrup. That's awesome. With it, so so it takes the the basic formula of old fashioned, you know, the spirit, the sweet, and the bitters. Um, but we um, and, and and because a lot of people think. When they think gin, they think England, obviously. Right. And tea. So that's where the tea came in. And there's a little lemon bitters on there as well. And mm. Yeah, that, that plays really well together. Mm, mm. Yeah. So this is something that is on the menu. You can order this. Right now, yeah. Yeah, here uh, if you come in. Yeah, so it's there's the six very, or eight different old fashions very on the menu. I, I went kind of nuts yeah. with it. This one, the very old English fashion. Yeah. So that's, uh, well, that's, that's really, really good. I will order this again. This is outstanding. Yeah. And I see here, by the way, not to not to go off in a different direction, but that you did... Um, you did blend one up with tequila in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did. I did one with tequila. I was in Paris of all places and went mm. to a tequila bar behind a. Um, uh, because a l- when you're in Paris, you always <laughs> think tequila bar. Yes. <laughs> I went to a tequila bar behind a little taco shop in in Paris and um, had the this really great um, tequila old fashioned and kind of did a riff on it and and uh, did that. Also, when I was in um, Hawaii, I had this coconut washed. Um, um, bourbon mm-hmm. um, that the, one of the hotels made, and that's kind of what got the ball rolling. I thought, "Wow, this is delicious on its own." I bet this, and it was in a fruity Hawaiian of drink, course, but, yeah, with but a little, um, uh, umbrella in it. I yeah. thought that it would be really great in old fashioned, and that's kind of how the that's this whole ball got rolling. Well, this idea to use the Waterloo Antique Gin, this is this really that works. is absolutely yeah. fantastic. You know, sometimes it's funny uh, uh, when you have the. Um, you know the master bartenders, the ones that are so good at coming up with cocktails. Sometimes you, sometimes you sample one of their cocktails. And you go, yeah, this is interesting. I really am glad that I tried this. And then other times you try one, you're like, I'd like another one of these. Yeah. And this is this is that second kind. Like it's not just like an interesting experiment. This is a great drink. Well, these will you know? be made at my house now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the recipe. Okay, good. I love it. We have, we have this it. rule here on the, the bar at the Rainbow Lodge is that if it takes longer to garnish the drink than it does to make it, it doesn't belong here. That's, that's awesome. Now, see, yeah. I love that because I, I I get a kick out of going to the bars where the uh, where the drinks are so specialized that, uh, you know, they're, they're sending someone... Hang on, we'll have your drink for you in a moment. We're sending you to, we're sending someone to Kentucky to get 
you know, a particular kind of garnish that only grows well, if, on the left side of the of the hills. And of course, there are no hills in Kentucky. That's so, right. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of some of them have kind of that vibe. They're trying so hard. If you to go, be different. like, there's a place in town here called Anvil that specializes in the of, yeah. in the really nice cocktails. And they make great cocktails. But here's the deal: if you go there, go there on a night that's not that busy. And order the drink at the bar because you want to watch them make it. Mm -hmm. Because it's the only thing that's going to take up the amount of time it takes them to make it. Now, the drink is good, but it's it's almost like you're paying for the whole entertainment of watching them make it. And if you're sitting at a table, you don't get to see that. And that, to me, is that takes too long. It's, it's like, part of the show. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will just say... Uh, I have a soft spot for Anvil, even though sometimes the drink making is a bit pretentious, <laughs> because that was the first place I ever had a Stone IPA. So uh, that that was a uh, that was a revelation. That was like because they have they're one of those places where they they don't have anything on the taps. It's just a tap, and you have to look yeah, at the yeah, you have to look at the thing. And, yeah. This is so good, by the well, way. And, yeah, the, and the really little juniper is. berries in there are so fun. And I love this gin. This is uh, this this needs to be in my bar like immediately. Mm -hmm. This will be. This will be uh, there by the weekend, I assure you. I think I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to follow uh, Tony out to the car yeah, when, right. he's, <laughs> when right. he's leaving. All right, Ian, you go over there and make a loud noise, uh, and, then, uh, and then I'll take care of the gin. <laughs> as, soon uh, as soon as he opens his trunk. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, I tell you what, we're going to take another uh, quick break. We're live at the Rainbow Lodge in, uh, in Houston, which I, I just have to say is, is it's a wonderful place to come because I've only been here for dinner. It's a wonderful place to come in the afternoon too. Hang out out here on the uh, balcony on a nice day. You know, order one of these, order several of these. Uh, Have as many as you like. As I've got plenty like. of gin. And enjoy some cigars. And so we'll be right back. I'll check in with you on your cigar when we come back. Uh, it's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Show number one hundred and fifty-eight at the Rainbow Lodge with Treaty Oak. We are brought to you by B and B Butchers and Restaurant, eighteen fourteen Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. BB Italia on Memorial in Houston, and BB Lemon on Washington Ave and uh, Annie, soon to be uh, recreated uh, from the from the. Uh, Can't wait to see what that's like. Yeah, yeah, from the embers of the old Annie. So that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, wanted to uh, mention, uh, you know, you realize we, uh, as of several weeks ago, uh, this show has adopted Nick Jonas as our official celebrity uh, dude that we love. That's right. Uh, so uh, if you haven't heard the story, uh, Nick Jonas appeared on the cover of uh, Cigar Aficionado magazine this the month. The youngest. The youngest uh, person ever featured. Yeah. I, he's, I believe we found out he was 28. So, yeah. so uh, youngest guy ever featured on the cover of Cigar Aficionado. And there was this huge backlash from people claiming that Nick was doing something terrible because he was encouraging teenagers to smoke. I'm pretty sure Nick Jonas at 28 is not encouraging any teenagers. I, I don't think any teenager. I don't think there's a teenager alive who cares one way or another. I just, what Nick Jonas does. I, I now, just, 25 I just, year old, maybe. I want to point out how fast stuff moves when you're a teenager. Okay, yeah. um, the kids that listened to Nick Jonas when they were teenagers followed Nick Jonas because they were also teenagers. But five years after um, Nick Jonas hit the teenage population. The new teenagers had somebody else they were watching anyway. Wow. And by the way, Nick Jonas, and congratulations to him for being the youngest person on the cover of Cigars or of uh, Cigar uh, Aficionado, um, is a grown man. Right. Smoke cigars. Right. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, let him. He enjoys them. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's a grown so, man. It's, it's actually a really nice interview in the magazine with Nick Jonas. It's yeah. a, so, so we decided 
and and this is probably against what anyone would have guessed. We decided that we're, in fact, we're we're working now on getting smoking and toasting. I'm with Nick shirts. Uh, uh, Amazing, <laughs> because we want to support his right to uh, smoke the cigar yeah. and enjoy himself. And so, as a uh, as an ongoing part of that, uh, I pledge now to keep people updated on Nick Jonas's career at all times on this show. So, with that in mind, congratulations, Nick Jonas, who's just been named as a coach on The Voice next season. There we go. Way to go, Nick! Yeah. So, I would pay big money. And to me, big money would be like 20, 25 bucks. Uh, I would pay big money to I'll have. chip in a fiver. Okay, good. Yeah, to see Nick Jonas walk onto the set when he's going to coach with, with a big cigar. With a with cigar. A big, good cigar. Oh, I would pay good money for that. That would seem, <laughs> that that would would seem like sort of, you know, some sort of cosmic retribution to. Right? Yeah. What, to you the know, haters, I, I have you know? a question. What if he influences a bunch of grown ups to start smoking cigars? Ooh, and grown ups actually make decisions for themselves. Oh, no, no. You're getting into weird territory. Like that, there. Yeah, people, that seems a little crazy, people, doesn't it? Oh, people oh. actually making their own decisions instead have, of being I able have, to blend them on celebrities. Idea. How about parents talk to their kids? Yeah. And, and, like, not let their teen icons raise their kids? That's right. I think that's perfect. Oh. I think that's perfect. Now, Sorry. listen, I'm, I'm about to be a grandfather for the first time. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I don't know if they're going to let me around the grandbaby. Because what I mostly do with, you know, the kids and the stepkids, and the, mostly I teach them how to shoot craps and pair cigars and whiskey. That's what you've done so far. That's what I've done so yes. far. So I don't know if they're going to let me around the grandchild. That's a, that sounds like the ideal grandfather. Well, I know, but I don't know. I don't know what the grandchild and I are going to do for like twenty-one years. You know, once I hit twenty-one, yeah, I got you covered. No problem. Come on over. I'll I'm take sure, care of you. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Though. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm we, trying to picture you changing a diaper. By the way, that's oh, going to yeah. be amazing. Keep trying because because uh, I don't know if I'm going to I don't know if I'm going to make that. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to my wife. Uh, uh, about it, and she says, "Oh, uh, she said something about. I just found out that when when the grandbaby comes, uh, I'm going to have to go to and something about the way she was saying it. I thought she was talking about like when we were babysitting, and she was saying she was going to have to go somewhere and leave me alone with the child. And I actually panicked. Beads of sweat started standing out on the front of my forehead. But uh, uh, but she assured me, no, no, no. I mean, when the baby gets here, I'm like, you remember oh, okay. the um." You remember the old cartoon where the, the they had the, the little baby character with the big cigar? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was that? Baby Huey. I don't was that baby? What the baby was. It was like the little gangster baby. Yeah. Does anybody remember that? Am I showing my age? I'm totally I showing my age. Something about that sounds vague. Wasn't that on Roger definitely. Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> oh, uh, see that. Man well, man? I think that the the one on Who Framed Roger Rabbit was actually probably a, was that character because that, that character right, all those right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you just kind of dated yourself, even with the Roger Rabbit reference. So, uh, so that's good. Uh, what are we sampling next? We have one more gin to sample, uh, didn't we? Yeah, the last gin is going to be our Waterloo Old Yopon gin, and uh, Old Yopon, Old Yopon. Yeah, okay, so stuff. is that another uh, Central Texas reference? It is definitely uh, Yopon. Is it uh, grows native uh, in Central Texas? Uh, it's an indigenous uh, species of. It's a member of the Holly family, so it grows. Um, pretty rampant and it kind of took over um town of bastrop after the wildfire fire okay so, oh yeah um we work with a company called uh, lost pines yopon um and they actually go There's out and they, company they forage yopon from uh from a lot of the ranches and stuff in the area that right. that it just kind of grows rampant on where normally they would just burn it or 
or do something kind of destructive to their property, this company actually goes in, pulls it out, processes it, and uh, and gives it to us as a as a final food product. So interesting. Um, originally, it was used um, as like a it's an old like Native American tea. I so, see. Um, but this this the way so we so is use this it, part of the distillate then? Uh, it goes yes, it goes in in the in the gin. So it's it's part of our okay. botanical build for the gin. So um, this one is going to be. <clears throat> Yopon, um, kefir lime zest, uh, star anise, um, obviously this a little bit of juniper. is like nothing I've had. No. I was going to say. This is so different. I didn't different. know what to expect from this. And what's funny is the nose didn't even really tell me. There's not a lot yeah. of nose to it, actually. There's a little sweetness and a little something that I don't really recognize, which I'm assuming would be the Yopon. Wildflower honey as is well. That, and yeah. it's, it, Maybe but that's, the, the yeah. flavor of this just blossoms. And this also has a little bit bigger or a little uh, oilier mouthfeel than the other does. Right. Mm-hmm. So well. this, this one's going to be um, our our take on an Old Tom style gin. So an Old Tom is going to have, it's going to be back sweetened. Um, but we still keep this at, at 90 proof, um, even though it is back sweetened with uh, wildflower honey. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting product and we literally gave uh, our our head of product development um mad scientist a genius by the name of philip dormont we gave him kind of carte blanche and and told him you know what we want to round out our our gin portfolio with a third gin so you know go nuts and and go out there and find us something that nobody else is doing and this is kind of what he came back with and uh, I, I find it's a great product. This is so incredibly unique and different. Um, and and delicious, by the way. And delicious, <laughs> yes. I want to point one thing out. Um, so far, everything we've had has gone really well with my cigar. This, I think it's the anise in there because when I uh, have a puff of my cigar afterwards, I really get the anise flavor start to explode in my mouth, which I didn't notice as much on the front when I tried the gin in the first place, but it's right. very interesting. These two don't go well together, but this is so unique and so incredibly interesting. I don't even know what to say. This is yeah, and I can't stop drinking it either. Is is gin kind of going through a bit of a renaissance as a spirit? Uh, It is. It is one of the fastest growing categories in in the spirits world. Um, A lot of people are starting to move towards. You know, you were talking about the the vodka martinis Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are starting to move back towards gin. Um, and, and really it's because, you know, there's companies like Treaty Oak that are out there actually concentrating on gin and making quality products. Right. This Whereas, wasn't just something that you made to mark time while you waited for the whiskey to No, age. no, not at all. You know, no, yeah, and I think, yeah. I think you have a, point, a great point there because a lot of people, when they think gin, instantly they think Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Right. And they think right. that pine. That, and that, that, that juniper. Right. Their, their grandfather's gin. Kind of exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and what they're not tasting is not only gin like this, but... The majority of gin out there that right. doesn't taste like that, right. so people are scared yeah. of it. Gin yeah. is a, it's an it's an open category, really. I mean, you you gotta have you gotta have juniper, and, and it's gotta be a distillate, and that's outside of that. I mean, it's it's kind of the wild free to experiment. Free yeah. to experiment. Yeah. So. Can I project just a little bit here? Um, I'm assuming that gin is having a, a a little bit of a renaissance for a couple reasons. One, I think that it's been kind of off the palate for a while and sometimes people want something different well like but we I th- were saying people were thinking of it in that Christmas right tree, right your grandfather's gin sort of a way but i think also uh, i think one of the things that happens is we have so many distilleries that are opening up and you can't have an aged uh whiskey the first year you open up a distillery right so a lot of the things that distilleries are doing is making other expressions like gin because gin can be turned around a little faster am i correct on this 
Yeah, what's, yeah. What's no, the she, turnaround on a white? Uh, uh, you like your first expression gin that you had, the Waterloo? Uh, we can we can distill it and and bottle it inside of a couple of days. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that right. allows you to start some flow of right. cash right. and to, some name recognition right. and everything Begin else. Begin to get re- relationships going at the various retailers right. and, yep. and and bars and restaurants. Yeah, definitely, definitely. While you take while you take your other distillates and put them in their barrels and start aging them for your whiskeys and things like that. So I think that might have that might be a large part of it too, because there is so many new, new and unique expressions of gin now. The aged gin is something that I've been enjoying tremendously over the last uh, over the last couple of years. I found uh, there was a, a distillery out in um, Smithville that uh, I bought one of their aged gin. The Bone Spirits had one that was really nice. We had on the show, and uh, and I haven't been able to get that, but I'm so glad that you have. Uh, this one now because I'm going to be yeah. This is widely this available will be, down here. Yeah, this will be on my so, shelf at all yeah. times. How, how difficult is that to uh, establish? I've asked this question of a number of of spirits people. You've got a young distillery. You've uh, you've got a couple of products to take out. How welcoming do you find the retail business? And how much of it how much of it is a struggle? Do this they the do they look at you like oh wow this is awesome or do they look at you like oh no here comes another young distillery trying to Trying to get shelf space. Um, to me, and I, I'm, I'll just, I'm going on personal experience here, so I'm not trying to knock any other brands or anything. But to me, it's all about the product that you put in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the end product. If if you're out there and you're trying to sell, you know, swill, it's it's gonna they're gonna be know tough. it. They're gonna taste they, it. They, everything. Every time you go into an account to try and sell something in, first thing they want to do is taste it. You know, right. and then mm-hmm. and and then you got to have the taste. You got to have the, the the correct juice in the bottle. You got to have you know, and and the other thing that everybody looks for now is kind of a story. They want they want to yes, know. Yes, you're something. so right. They don't want to just have some kind of you know, um, you know, just facade that you can right. see right through. And right. the number of times it's people stop me label. at the bar and say, "Hey, what's 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 up with that? I've never heard what, of that yeah, before." What's the story with tell that? me, yeah. tell me about yes. that. Yeah. No, you're so right. I think I think one of the things that we that has really happened as the number of let's just call them craft spirits has exploded is that the story is more and more important sure you got your packaging and the product once people taste it but even before they taste it it's sometimes the story that makes them yeah. curious enough to say okay I'll try that you well, know? one of the one of the fun things Mark, when, you, when you were on our show last time you brought uh, four or five different expressions uh, wines and champagne or sparkling uh, and I'm trying to remember what all you brought, but every one you had had a story and was very thought out. You, you brought these not because, oh, this is just an expensive thing or anything like that. You brought it because it had an interesting story, and that makes so much difference in, in how we enjoy something. But there's so many brands out there that are well-known or well-recognized or something that their father drank, like we talked about earlier, sure. yeah. that is just a crutch. And, and, and I'm not dogging anybody. I'm sure they make really great things. But those are the things I don't have to sell. Yeah. It's when people are curious and they want to come. They want me to come to the table and say, "Hey, Mark, what's what's new? What do you love? What's happening? Here's the kind of things that I like. What can you su- right. suggest for me?" And oftentimes, it's those stories. It's not. It's not just a bunch of bull. It's a lot of stories and it's a lot of, of uh, history that goes into that. Well, and you're even seeing the big name brands recognize that i mean look at the ads that are running if you've seen the ads for uh, jack daniels where they've got the the girl with the accent who's 
kind of crafting the story about all that's involved. They're what they're trying to do is attach a narrative to a brand to as on, iconic yeah. as Jack Daniels mm-hmm. that you would think maybe don't need that, but they're seeing they're seeing what's happening with that's right. You know, with the uh, well, uh, and even subliminally almost you yeah. you have you have these big brands who are trying to cultivate a story, right? Whether it's right. true or not, they're, they'll they'll. In the snow, and they'll you know whatever different right. things, <laughs> and they'll they'll that's that's their story of the year, sure. and that's what right. they're trying to get people to. I, buy. Think, I think consumers are pretty uh, the, the knowledge pretty savvy. level. Yeah. They're pretty savvy, and I I, I don't want to say they see right through some of that stuff, but I mean uh, a company like ours, you know, with our history, we were the fourth legal distillery in the state of Texas. Wow, We've been around so cool. since two thousand six. Um, you know, bootstrapped from the in the beginning. You know, with our our owners and founders and like you know just coming up and and really going toe-to-toe with the big guys and being able to put our our spirits and our product what's in the bottle up against i mean in my opinion anyone that's making gin that's making whiskey and and being able to stand toe-to-toe with them on quality and taste so So, yeah let me ask you this how big a deal is it when you get on a menu like you are here at the rainbow lodge and by that i mean uh, if I'm looking at the drink menu and I'm seeing the uh, very old English fashioned or the Texas old fashioned, and it's got your gin or your whiskey in there by name, is that something that is that? Do you guys it's, celebrate it's, when you land one of those? Is that yes, a big deal? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, we we light up cigars like like with the gentleman we were talking about earlier. <laughs> right. And yeah, it's definitely um, it's it's two things. One, it's it's kind of proving all of our hard work, right? And right. and. Um, you know, Mark recognizing the brand as both quality, the stories there, it's it's the whole package, right? You know, you're, you're not going to put anybody on the menu. It's got to be, one, the quality has got to be there because the cocktail has to taste right. Um, you're not going to sell a lot of them if they order yeah, one and right. then uh, not, don't and order another one. good, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's 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 a little bit of recognition on our part that that the, the, the account or the customer is recognizing the quality of the brand, recognizing the hard work that, you know, us as reps are doing. And you know, coming in and, and and then we love to come back and support all of the accounts, like yes. you know, doing stuff like this. So, well, on my, on my end, it, it has to tick some boxes. I mean, yes, it's got to be good, right? Um, I have to, I have to enjoy it, um, but it also has to be appropriate for our 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 program and our customers. Um, it has to fit the vibe of what you are as a restaurant. It doesn't matter how delicious right? it is if my if I don't think my customers are going to buy it, then right. it does. Right. It has no place here. Um, and fortunately for for Treaty Oak and Waterloo, that I'm, I'm a big fan, um, and it, they do well with our customers as well. So, That's well, awesome. and that makes a big difference at a place like this too, where you have a limited amount that you can carry. You right. can't just carry everything. Right. You're not you can't specs. carry everybody's everything. Yeah. You right, know, yeah. that's you know, you can't just make more shelf space. You actually have to go. Okay, well, if I carry this, I can't carry something else. So right. you have to make a sacrifice <laughs> for everything new. So it's got to be not just good. It's got to tick those boxes, and then it's got to be good enough to displace something else. Right. By the which way, which is a big decision. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. And just in case anybody thought we're not actually, you know, they're looking at the backdrop and thought. They're not in the city. They're out in the country somewhere. <laughs> no, you can hear the sirens. Like the highway's right there. We're, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, right we're, we're, we're right here in the city. But, uh, but we've got a little oasis to be. I didn't um, think they saw me getting here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> hidden back here. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you updated your license plate sticker yet, uh, man? Um, so uh, you also, uh, Mark, had brought out an, a Negroni for us. Well, I think that's a really good. Um, 
uh, it, it segue because I can put anything in Negroni. Right. You know, there's everyone in town's got a Negroni on the menu, and and people are using a lot of the same gin. Um, I choose to use the um, the Waterloo in there just because I think it 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 works well with with the. Um, and this, this is the a- antique gin. In the, in yes, this yes. Uh-huh. There's a really beautiful bitterness to the aftertaste yes, on this. Yes, it really is. That uh, that finishes off in such a nice way. That's real nice. Is it the orange peel that I'm tasting in there? A little bit of the orange peel, and the Campari is also the Campari, quite bitter. Oh, yeah. The Campari does have that kind of bitter yeah. to the end. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I love the big. I love the uh, the big ice cube. The big square clear ice cube. Is I really was actually nice going to ask you a, about the ice. Sure. Reading more and more that ice really matters. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Uh, the kind of ice. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, first of all, water matters because right. it's going to melt and it's going yes. to impart some some uh, of that into the into the cocktail. Uh, we have we. Uh, Make some ice here specifically for that reason. There's an, another gin drink that we have that's made with um, with acidulated tonic mm-hmm. and and um, and lime juice, so that when it melts, it imparts that flavor to the cocktail. Um, with this particular ice, um, uh, crystal clear ice like this, we purchased this. It's difficult to make this um, right. in yeah, our setting to make here. It crystal clear like so. That. Um, so in this application, it lasts longer. Right. Um, it doesn't melt as quickly. Um, well, therefore, it doesn't dilute as often as much as you'd like it to, especially if you're having something like a, a bourbon drink or, or this uh, this Negroni. Um, and th- there's a great story behind the ice, too. It's a bunch of bartenders here in town that got together and said, you know, we need to make some really great ice. Better we, ice. Yeah, better ice. And um, and uh, th- thankfully, I'm, I'm doing a good amount of business with the folks at Goody Goody um, who carry this ice for mm-hmm. us. Um, and are selling it um, uh, directly from these these group of bartenders, and so it's wow. you know helping That's my own. So cool. Have you ever tried to make perfectly clear ice at your house? It's really hard, right? So what <laughs> happens is whenever you toss ice cubes in your uh, or ice trays in your freezer, they freeze and there's air, right? In the water, and that's why you get the not that's clear why you ice. Get, right, it's, it's cloudy. Just normally yeah, nothing wrong with it, but just uh, and it's the way it freezes uh, mm-hmm. and how fast it freezes and all those things. So to be able to control it and make cubes of perfectly good ice like this, you end up with a lot of waste product if you're doing this at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The exactly. waste waste ice that is, and then you have to sit there and cut it apart yourself, and it's. It's actually a royal pain. So having a place where you can go buy this has got to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, especially so if we have it delivered. A, I'm sorry, go ahead. We have it delivered um, once a week. So. Yeah, oh. and especially awesome. if they're paying super close attention to what kind of water goes into that ice. Sure, right. Because that's going to matter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, time. we're seeing, and I think we'll probably talk about this when we uh, get to the whiskey in the next segment, but we're seeing more and more that in in the world of really trying to do excellent craft things, whether it's ice or whether it's whiskey or whether it's cigars or whatever, that the uh, the attention paid to detail, and when we get to the whiskey, we're going to talk, I think, about the grain, like the amount sure, of attention yeah. you guys are paying to the grain that you're using. Yeah, and so makes a big you, you go back and go, story. okay, well, yeah. And, of course, the water makes a huge difference, where the water's uh, sourced from for all of this. So um, speaking of whiskey, I am looking forward to trying that, even though, I do have a little more of the Negroni this, to go. This yeah. Negroni is amazing. It's really, it's so really good, amazing yeah. and delicious. And I, I'm just going to say, anybody anybody that wants to just come and enjoy a great afternoon uh, and just like just run through the drink menu. Just find your two, three favorite things 
order them sequentially. You'll you'll have a blast you know, out uh, here. We talk about the stories that go into the uh, the drinks that we drink. One of the things that I appreciate here, getting to know you, is the amount of care and craft you put into making sure that when this comes to the table. It looks like this and tastes like this, and that makes a big difference. It is a big cheers difference. To you, yes. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Definitely yes. cheers, cheers to you. Guys. Okay, it's not the end of the show. Wait, just because we're just because we're cheering. No, uh, that was gratuitous cheers. Y- yeah, <laughs> we'll take whatever I can get, man. <laughs> we'll be uh, right back with our next segment, and we'll be tasting some whiskey. Stand by. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We are live at the Rainbow Lodge with Treaty Oak. It's show number 158. We're brought to you by the fine folks at B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth at BB Italia uh, on Memorial in Houston and BB Lemon on Washington Ave as well. What is the... Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious. Like, Obviously, anytime, Mark, there's... Um, you know, you're talking about restaurants and bars... There's a certain amount of competition, but there's also a certain amount of camaraderie between the in, different uh, yeah, in this restaurants market and bars in, in this town. Yeah, I've you noticed. don't you don't see that in a lot of places. You don't see it in Dallas. You don't see it in New York or Chicago or L.A. In Houston, um, beverage professionals are we're all friends. We all like to um, to hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. We um, we visit each other's restaurants and I, bars. And you know, I think it may be a Houston thing because we've noticed the same thing among. The tobacco retailers, the yes. cigar lounges, is like they're they're like All the happy reps. to yeah. like refer you to a good shop that's close to yeah. you if, if it's you know if, it's you know. not at all um, like trying to get business or money from anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a very fraternal here, and I've and I travel a lot, and I've I've not seen that really. Maybe a little bit in New Orleans. Yeah, it's yeah. a um, it's a very realistic view though because you're at a restaurant and you can't realistically expect people to show up. Every day, every day, no, no, no they're going to try. People are going to go to other places. Should try right. different things, right. and it's it's the same thing really with beverages. You may have a favorite, but you're going to try new things yes. if you're you know at all a fan yeah. of, of cocktails or, or beverages or, or whatever. And in cigars, we see a lot that people are tr- are always looking for what's new, what's new, what's yeah, new, yeah, yeah. and uh, so it's it, the challenge for established brands becomes how do I keep people. Uh, coming back if they tried us when we were new and thought we were good, you know? How do you keep people coming back? So and I suppose that's a bit of a challenge in the spirits uh, world, but I, I, I almost got to feel like if, if you've tried, if I've tried you and you're my favorite thing, well, I'm going to stay with you for a while, you know? Definitely, but with, with the emergence like we were talking about earlier with all the different brands that are coming out, you know, they're, they're, you're going to have your, your core group of people, but you know those those people that are on the fringe that think you have a quality product but also want to experiment and people like myself that have you know a hundred different spirits at home even though i work for treaty oak it's not all i drink sure you're going to try some other things it's what i drink every day but you know i drink other stuff as well Uh, Uh, but it's you know it's it's, just keeping that variety it's tough having a gig like yours it's just so so tough (laughs) um so walk us through um walk us through the the whiskey obviously when you guys open the distillery you uh, are going to have to let whatever you are distilling age for a while. There are some distilleries that will... 
focus on other uh, beverages. You guys obviously did the gin. And apparently uh, there's one distillery who will age stuff for five seconds. <laughs> right, yeah. And then there may be some others that Can't wait stuff, to try that. <laughs> there, there may be some others that age stuff for less time than they actually put on the bottle and get our buddy Wade all excited. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but but that's, a, that's a different story. In any case, um, but one of the other uh, paths here is to source uh, whiskey uh, externally, blend it, uh, where you are, work on coming up with a great blend and put that on the market. And that's what you guys decided to do to start in whiskey. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Um, you just basically did my job for me. That's exactly <laughs> the red-handed bourbon, which is what I just poured for you guys, is going to be, this was our first um, whiskey release. Um, right now, the current iteration that you guys are drinking um, is going to be a blend of two different distilleries, OZ Tyler out of Kentucky and Davis Valley Distilling out of Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. Both kind of uh, small up-and-coming distilleries. Um, in the case of OZ Tyler, they primarily only do source programs. So they sell their, their whiskey still in the barrels. Right. Out to, and, out to other and listen, companies. for those who want to be like really super purist about this, I'll just tell you right now, some of my favorite whiskeys are blended whiskeys. Yeah. Like, this is not... I mean, I love a good, you know, single malt or a... You know, something uh, that's a single cask or something like that. But but some of the best flavors I've tried have been where somebody did a great job in the blending. Well, I'm I think just, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's I'm always amazed by someone that takes an organic material like uh, <laughs> like grain, turns it into whiskey. And, and grain's not going to be the same from year to year. It's going to have little differences. Even if it's the same strain, even if it's grown as close to possible, there's going to be differences. And then somebody that you know uh, can take these two whiskeys and blend them and make this very consistent, delicious flavor every single time. And it's unique. And it's interesting. And it's not just a whiskey. It's actually this whiskey. you know, And that makes a big right. difference. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I just like to appeal to the people who are involved in education in, in the schools. Mm-hmm. If someone, when I was in school, had said to me, Cruz, you really need to pay attention in math and applied sciences because if you want to become a master distiller or a brewmaster, you're going to need to know this. I would have been much more motivated. You know, no, but um, nobody told me. I just want to point nobody out, too, uh, that no one ever said you could also be a whiskey or a cigar or a beer rep as well. That's true. That's true. You know, no one ever mentioned any of those. You things. have a much better job, I think. Even even like you know, if someone had said, "Look, if you actually will, you know, shudder the thought, go to Texas A and M. You could learn about soil and become a tobacco farmer <laughs> and learn how to grow great tobacco that would become incredible cigars." Like. And get Nick Jonas in trouble. And get Nick Jonas in trouble. I would have been so excited. I would have been so excited. A&M has the barbecue program, too, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, listen, uh, I went to the University of Texas. My brother went to A&M. So I I always tell him when he has the A&M sticker on his car, I said, listen, I understand that not everyone can get into the University of Texas. <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to advertise that on your bumper. Look what we've, look what we've devolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Family so Rob. My apologies. I know we got plenty of A&M people. But, but no, somebody told me, hey, you can go to A&M and learn how to like 
learn learn about the soil, learn how to become a, a tobacco farmer. That would have interested me much more than, you know. Or even to a, grow grain. Or, yeah. To I was create say, grow grain. great whiskey. By yeah. the way, this whiskey is outstanding. Yes. yes. Red-handed. Is so this is our red-handed bourbon. <clears throat> uh, again, with the naming here, obviously we call it red-handed because it's like we got caught stealing it. So if it says <laughs> on our bottles we have two different iterations of red-handed. Um, and if it says red-handed, it's a sourced whiskey. Um, we don't. We don't. We're straight up front with that. All of our literature says where we get it from. Uh, it says on the bottle where it's distilled, what state it's distilled in, and then that it's bottled in te- in Texas, obviously. So I love this. I think it's it's, it's got outstanding the, the sort of caramel and the sort of like gentleness of the of the heat, the whiskey hug, as Ian yep. likes to call it. It's is gonna, just wonderful. It's going to be a little bit more of a rye forward bourbon. So um, definitely, you know. Mm-hmm. Has some great flavor to it. the uh, the The flavor on this is so present right up front, even on the nose. This is one of the best smelling. Like right when you pull it up to your nose, you get that sweetness. There's a little rye kind of smell to it that mm-hmm. really, really cuts through. There's a uh, that corn backing yep. on it that uh, that really kind of drives it home. And then there's that whiskey hug that comes back just a minute later because this is not super hot when you drink it, but it comes yep. back a minute later and just. Yeah. Is absolutely wonderful. Hey there, how are you? And, this, right. and this was the first one. <laughs> I feel like it's just come up behind shoulder. me and put its arms around me. Yeah, yeah this, 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 was our, this was our first release of it's whiskey. It's awkward. Yep. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> the whiskey hug, it's awkward. It's that's, awkward. A, that's what the shirt's going to say. <laughs> so I'll take one of those. We've got. We totally got to get the... Uh, <laughs> we got these great ideas. Yeah. We've totally got to get these shirts put out. You know, I'm with Nick. The whiskey hug, it's awkward. He's going to say the whiskey hug on the front and then on the back, it's it's awkward. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. Well, uh, big, big ups for the red-handed. Big ups. Mm. That is, and how long have you guys been open again? You said you started in? 2006. 2006. So I see this bottle also says red-handed, but this is red-handed rye. Is that this right? This is going to be an actual rye whiskey. So this one here... Um, pretty unique uh juice in this bottle <clears throat> excuse me um this is going to be red-handed rye sourced from shinley distilling in alberta canada mm-hmm. um shinley is no longer um a distillery so uh some of the unique things about this this stuff is one it's 10 years old so it's a it's a 10 year old rye whiskey out of canada that we were able to get our hands on um and as far as we can tell from the shinley distilling um, so this is some of the last of this mash build that exists. So they they were well known. So you're for, saying this will only be around for a while. This is this has a finite amount and then it's and then wow. it's gone. Um, so that's that's another unique thing that we like to do with our whiskeys, keeping the source program around. Obviously, we we have our own whiskey. Um, we don't have to do the source program. We could concentrate just right. on ours. But being able to bring awesome whiskeys like this one to the world. You know that's it's kind of a passion project and it's a lot of fun. So and is this one a blend or is this this one just, is this one is just uh, straight? It's just Shinley straight Shinley distilling. Yep. So you're basically own. taking this and saying we think this is awesome. We're going to put this out right, under yeah. our name, but we're of course going to tell you where it came from. Exactly. So this this was one that we brought in, and our original expectation was probably to use it in the in the red handed. Um, uh, program or something like that, but once we t- started tasting it, we realized this one has a yeah. delicacy to it. It's super, yeah, yeah. It has a well, delicacy to it that's really, really nice. Well, it has a delicacy. And I drank then, all mine. It has a delicacy, but then the whiskey hug kind of clamps you around <laughs> the shoulders and pulls you in tight <laughs> in a way that's even a little more, you know, forceful. I guess 
uh, than, this, this than the last one. This is 100 proof whiskey. Okay, so then, and there I we just go. drank all mine just like that. Like, well, that yeah. was so good and so yeah. easy to drink. It, it so, really this is more delicious. of blowing in my ear than and then a hug. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Now well, we're getting into. Now we're getting into. Follow you anywhere? Was that? Was that we're, we're getting into whiskey necking. Yeah. That's a little. Awkward. That's <laughs> yeah. even more. Awkward. That's even more awkward. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, this is absolutely delicious. And by the way, this HVC that I'm working on, which doesn't that sound like it's some sort of like it sounds like know, a piping a, a or kind of pipe? Yeah, uh, yeah, right, exactly. It sounds, it sounds like it's something. It's, it's one letter off from it, what plums my house. Right? It, it's it's either that or it's the air conditioning system for uh, for your apartment. <laughs> But uh, but uh, no, it really marries up very nicely with this ride. This is uh, th- well, I can see why you guys wanted to bring this to the market just like it is. Yeah, because it's really spectacular. I will it's tell very you, special I'll tell you this. I've mentioned it on the show before, but that ride especially. Can I have just a yeah. tiny, tiny bit more? I'm mm-hmm. sorry to do that to you, but no, it's so you good. Can have All right, so check it out. Rye whiskeys, and here's a weird thing. Most of the time, if you have an IPA. Uh, if you're matching a beer and a whiskey together, and you have an IPA, IPAs tend to IPAs tend to not match as not well. match yeah. as well, because especially of the, with because of the bitterness. sweet bourbons and things right. like that. But a rye whiskey backing up an IPA, and especially a nice uh, a nice balanced IPA, something like a Two Hearted Ale or uh, in that line. Now I'm not talking Mine about Yellow Rose, something. Like yeah, that. Yes. something that has a good malt balance to it as well. That backs it up so well, and they form like Voltron. Like they just become something way better when you're drinking those two things together. They really are good. Yes. And I could see this happening really well with a nice IPA. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's working great with this cigar, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, how's that cigar treating you? It's really giving me lots of, um, uh, lots of toast and a little bit of that tangy pepper on the tongue that uh, comes with... Uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. I'm not sure. Actually, I didn't do my research before the show to see where the tobacco is for this. Because again, this was just Alan said buy that one. Okay, I bought that <laughs> one because um, I trust him. I, 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 in matters of cigars, he's a trustable man. So this uh, family reserve, which as you can see, I don't want to give up. Yeah, right. Uh, it's actually getting a little warm on my fingers right now. I'm going to keep smoking it anyway. But uh, it's such a good cigar. The 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 balance of flavors is so interesting, and it keeps evolving. But one of the interesting things is it's gone with so many of these drinks. It's gone so well with pretty much all but one. Like it went right, pretty well, right? right? Yeah. It only clashed a little bit with the uh, the Yopon, Yopon, yep. uh, yeah. and and which was delicious on its own, um, and would probably take a different cigar of some sort, maybe something uh, uh, Cameroon or. Um, Right. Even a, a Connecticut wrapper or something uh-huh. like that would probably go along well. With the, but this right here, together with this, this is why I wanted a little more, is they go so well together, and the flavors blend so well together, and it brings out some of the uh, the, the um, sweeter rye flavors in here, and it brings out a little bit of the campfire and a little bit of the... Uh, uh, a little bit of the sweeter flavors in my cigar. In the as well, cigar, yeah, yeah, really match as well. It's a wonderful thing. There were just a couple of guys that were out here enjoying their own cigars, and I, I they they actually just uh, got up to go back inside to the restaurant. But I was noticing, I was very, very enviously noticing their little uh, carry along humidor's uh, that they brought with them. So nice. Uh, so obviously <laughs> they've been here before, brought their own cigars. They have the host. In fact, the host warned here. them that we would be smoking oh. cigars back here, and. Uh, if that was going to be a problem, and he said no, 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 I don't think so. no that's no problem. The coolest like travel humidor <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah. So, 
Well, I got to tell you, this this whiskey is just. Uh, I mean, I can totally see why you guys wanted to just pass this along as is because that's that's a special thing. What I, I'm curious, what would a bottle of this retail for? About about sixty five retail. Wow, yeah, 60, that's, that's outstanding. I think that's completely outstanding. Yeah, yeah for a ten year old, which uh, I mean, technically, you know, we can't change the, the the label every year, but technically, this is at a birthday. It's in the in the barrel on our property is over eleven years. Wow, that's so. awesome. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't still, necessarily go and change the label yeah, every birthday, especially but, yeah. for a one off product. I mean, you know, for like this, so. Yeah, it says how, 10 years on a bottle, but it is technically 11 years. If you had to guess, how much longer will we be able to find this? Uh, if current projections, probably a year and a half, two years. Okay, you've been warned, uh, But people. if I do my job correctly, a lot less than that. <laughs> okay, understand. Yeah. He's your friend, but maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. No, I'm your friend. You want oh, some whiskey, okay, yeah. I'm your friend. <laughs> uh, well, I will tell you, it is definitely worth uh, searching out and getting a bottle of this in your bar before you outstanding uh, uh, before you were unable to find it again. Um, all right, so I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have one more whiskey, and I think we have one whiskey cocktail to try here, don't we? Yes, right. Uh, so we're going to see uh, see how this works, and we'll be going to the Ghost Hill. Which now we're talking about your whiskey, right? This is what you guys have distilled, correct? That's that's what we're going to. That's next. correct. That's correct. I need to rinse this. So I'm very very excited about this. Um, we are uh, smoking and toasting, and we'll be right back. Appreciate it. All right, welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. We are live at the Rainbow Lodge in Houston. Uh, clearly, you know, we've done 100, and, this is our 158th show, and there's no question to me that this is the most gorgeous location that we've been in in 158 shows. As it's we're on the back amazing, deck here. Yeah, it? it really is. I mean, uh, it's you know it reminds you, uh, reminds me of how much the whole concept of having a cigar and a drink when surrounded by beauty. Now I'm really partial to the ocean. Uh, I love the waves. I love you know the my only complaint about having a cigar on the beach is sometimes the wind makes it harder to uh, to enjoy the cigar. But if you can get into a good situation where you're watching the water and enjoying a cigar, enjoying a great drink, that's wonderful. But this. Rivals it easily when you're me. in the middle I mean, of the this city, is gorgeous, and this is what right. you see. Just and so you know, just so you know, so I came, I brought my wife here for uh, our Valentine's Day dinner. We didn't do it on Valentine's Day this year because Valentine's, I think, was on a Thursday or something Plus, like that. Plus, that's kind of amateur night, so yeah, Valentine's and, Day and, and New Year's Eve that's amateur night. So, I brought know? her a week later, and I don't remember if I told this story on the show uh, last time when uh, you were on, but this place treats you so well. We came in here, I surprised her. We just showed up. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. We showed up, and uh, we got ourselves a nice table, and our server was amazing. She uh, started chatting with us, and it came out that this was our Valentine's dinner. And uh, and that we just waited, and blah, 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 and our server smiled and said, oh, that's very sweet, and walked off. And uh, we never talked again about that. You know, we talked about the food, and we ordered our food and had great service the whole time. But you weren't on Valentine's Day. So no, you no, this was this was uh, this was your two, Valentine's, uh, like almost the second week after. Um, and uh, at the end of it, she came out with dessert, and it was on a, a little cake, and it said "Happy Valentine's Day" uh-huh. right there. I mean, like that's the kind of service you get here. We, you know, completely not asked for or anything like that, and it just 
my wife was so happy, and that made me so happy. It just made it a super special occasion on a Saturday afternoon. Right. We've been making men look good since 1977. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember saying, when I brought my wife here recently, I remember saying, hey, babe, I'm ordering the elk. Like, there's something very manly about that. You know, you sat right here. Yeah, I did. So I had a beautiful view yeah. just, just right out of, uh, right out of here. Mm. Uh, no, but honestly, uh, and by the way, I, I, I've talked a lot about your, you know, wild game sort of meats, but that's not the only thing on the menu. You can also get Gulf you know, seafood. We yes, get a lot exactly. of seafood yeah, from yeah. the Gulf. In fact, we have, not necessarily from the Gulf, but we have a rainbow trout that's always on the menu. It's kind of our, mm -hmm. well, it's our namesake dish. Right, right. Um, um, with pecans and uh, brown uh, butter uh. and crab meat, and it's and it's spectacular. That comes from Idaho, but um, it's it's just one of our most favorite dishes and people love it it's well i will just mention if you're if you've always wanted to try some come here get something like that as your main course but order that appetizer that'll let you try some of the yeah. really exotic yeah, meats because well, it's a really awesome idea. and then don't forget after you're done if you sit inside and everything is beautiful inside if you sit inside come outside and after after our dinner here we took a walk around the uh, the, grounds the grounds out here because yeah. it's just gorgeous, romantic, like this beautiful and, and, yeah. garden. Yeah. Yeah. Twinkling lights, it's it's yes. a nice, absolutely place, yeah. wonderful, absolutely and, wonderful. And I just want to mention again, this is a spot in the heart of the city, which is what's wonderful about it. We didn't have to drive to Bandera or, no offense, Dripping Springs. Yeah, uh, it's, in order it's to, still in inside order to find, the loop, right. which gives it a right, certain right. level of cool around. That's here. absolutely right. <laughs> They're That's all seven one three. Speaking of Dripping Springs, <laughs> yeah. you guys, yes, you are. mentioned you guys were the fourth, fourth, <laughs> legal. fourth legal distillery yep. in, in the Texas. state of Texas. Yep. That's actually pretty amazing when you yeah. think of how many of them there are now. Yeah. That yes. you were the Especially fourth one. Big, big boys, too. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so, and so you guys came into being in Dripping Springs, which actually is a, a pretty hip area. Well, look, anything... Anything that shares, you know, an area code with Austin yeah. is pretty hip. Well, we know. did start off in Austin proper. Right. Um, back in 2006, operated out of uh, a glorified warehouse. And, sure. Uh, you know, that's where we got our start. And, From humble uh, beginnings. Humble beginnings, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and, on but homemade, it, homemade stills and sure. all that. So. And, but if you think about it, I mean, Austin is kind of the Texas epicenter of the Distill the craft spirits yeah. movement. I'll make you an argument that when it comes to beer, that Houston beats Austin. I, you know, I'll back up that argument and I'll tell you why. Austin has great, uh, great breweries there. Yeah, um, they do. Houston has great breweries. Many great breweries. Houston is so much bigger than Austin. Right. There's more up <laughs> and has so many right. more breweries. There's a. Uh, I think it was a uh, Onion article, which is like a spoof news, where everything in Houston is an hour from Houston. Right. <laughs> and and it's still joking. in Houston. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it, it really you heard is. the laugh. It's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? but, but I will say, when it comes to uh, spirits, though, I think Austin wins hands down as far as, or the Austin area, yeah. at yeah. least, wins hands down well, as far Austin as Austin has as a Texas history of it, concerned. and Houston's, Houston's spirits are so brand new. Right. There's some so great it's, stuff. It's hard to get anything aged like this last one you poured. Right. It's hard to get anything like that well, out of Houston right so now. In, in my humble opinion, the, the epicenter for the best spirits in Texas is... Sixteen six zero four Fitzhugh Road in See, I love Dripping this guy. Springs. I love this yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> say that one more time. Sixteen six zero four Fitzhugh Road. By the way, in Dripping if, Springs. If I were to come there, uh, tell me what like like as a uh, as a customer, what uh, you've got like 
obviously on premise. We can come in. We can yeah, you can come uh, in. Try we things. Have, we have we a tasting tours, room. Tasting we do room, tours yeah. on Saturdays. Um, if you're lucky enough to get in the in the tasting room on a Saturday, you'll meet Miss Alice. Who uh, shout out to Miss Alice since we are live. It's her birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday, Miss Alice! Happy birthday, Miss Alice! Uh, well, if you were here, you'd be getting a yeah. special dessert inside <laughs> they, right uh, about now. They, um, she's our matriarch of the family, and she she keeps us all in line and tells us when we're messing up and tells us to eat right and. Well, I haven't yeah. seen her texting anything on here, so yeah. she's uh, obviously happy right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's probably <laughs> happy right now. But, by, yeah. by the way, I just—I uh, know this is a total change of subject, and we'll come right back. But I was looking at the Glen Karen that's holding this whiskey, and I saw RL, and my brain, of course, because the brain fills in extra things that it's not supposed to. I saw TRL, which it made me think of TRL and MTV, Nick Jonas. Like I, I thought, everything's coming full circle. I was wondering here. where you were going. Yeah, with everything's that. coming full circle <laughs> on the show. Uh, wait, but wait, unfortunately, wait. back up. Back. Are you talking about this when Rainbow Lodge? Are you talking about MTV when they used to actually show music videos? Well, there was a time. Yeah, I know, you, now you're showing your age. I know I am showing yeah. my age. Yes, yes. You remember MTV playing music? Yeah. yeah you remember why it even has music in the name? You're, That's right. you're old. Um, but no, it's it's the Rainbow Lodge, Glen Karen, and these are very nice. And uh, so tell us, this is the Ghost Hill. This right. is this is your pride and joy. I'm yeah. Guessing. This this is our baby, um, and this is called our Ghost Hill Bourbon. Um, Ghost Hill, again, going back to the naming, um, Ghost Hill was the original name of the property that we sit on. It was called Ghost Hill Sweet. Ranch um, before, so that name goes back almost 200 years. There's got to wow. be a story yeah. there. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stories, um, some pretty cool artifacts. We have a guy, uh, Jeremy, on the property that goes around with his uh, uh, metal detector and digs up old artifacts, and we have them all displayed and stuff. So um, he actually just, just did a storytelling last weekend out at the property where he basically went around as like a tour guide and just kind of described some of the history of the land that we sat How on. How fun is that? So really cool. Yeah, I was, I was, I was sad I missed it, but uh, I was in Tahoe s- selling some whiskey. So, um, But, nice. yeah, cool stories and, and uh, great property. But, but this is our ghost to the places. There's lots of things at the, at the distillery that you can do. There's a restaurant there. There's a full-service restaurant called Alice's Restaurant. Like I said, she, she – she runs us all out there, but uh, it's called Alice's Restaurant. We have an amazing barbecue program, um, and and you guys know as well as I do that there's some top-notch barbecue coming out of Austin. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'll, I'll put our stuff up against anybody. Okay, that's um, awesome. I, yeah. I've thrown down that's, that. That's I've actually a bold, down, no, that's yeah, a bold statement. Yeah. It is a it's a bold statement, and I'm I'm not afraid to, to tell it. I know, uh, you know, our pitmaster probably would be like, "Hey, don't do that, man." But yeah. but I, I I do trust and believe. If if you guys can tell by looking at me, I love meat and I love to eat, and uh, ours our barbecue program rivals anybody's um, out there. So this is all on your property there. Yep. People come out. Yes, to visit sir. Yep. The uh, distillery. And we have uh, again, like I said, we do tours. We have a tasting room. We have one bar that's more of a elevated cocktails. We have uh, fast paced bars. You know that can get you a cocktail in under thirty seconds um, through tap. You know craft um, draft systems. Nice. Uh, and then we also nice. have uh, we have a full beer program. We do our own beer on the property, nice. uh, and we have a, a wine program as well. So we have our own Treaty Oak wine on the property. So the Fantastic. tough thing is picking. What are your what, you're what are your hours that you're open to public out there? So right now we are open seven days a week. Our tasting room just opened seven days a week. Um, I want to say it's uh, it's three to seven uh, every day of the week, and then. Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, that's when uh, the, the property kind of opens up, mm-hmm. the restaurants open and everything, and that's going to be uh, noon to nine. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. Those, so those awesome. are your go-to hours if you want to come out and enjoy the entire experience, the restaurant, um, the the full the full kind of thing. So, so awesome. talk to me a little bit about uh, about Ghost Hill. This is the one. This is your baby. Yep. You uh, distill it on the premises. How old is this uh, going to be now? So at this this, this is going to be a, a two-year-old uh, bourbon. Nice. So that's going to be the the youngest juice that goes in a bottle is going to be a two-year-old. You know, one of the things I love about uh, working with Ian on this program is that often while I'm trying to sort of <laughs> figure out the the hosting duties, you know, does Ian like just sit over idly? No, Ian does research. I do research. Yes. Um and uh, I see that you've already done your research I have, on, I have uh, on the Ghost this. Hill. So talk uh, to me. This is so good with the cigar, the previous cigar that I finished uh, right when you poured this, and my new cigar that I just uh, fired up, which is a. Uh, Fuente Gran Reserva, which is, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with that. I was going to say, what, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, like, you just I brought the dra- classic You brought today, the dregs didn't today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only the best at Rainbow Lodge. You know, yeah. so I only have really, really good cigars in my humidor yeah. because I smoked all the other ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I haven't replaced them at all you know, yet. <laughs> that, that actually can be a problem. Sometimes right. when I'm headed out on the balcony and it's a little windy and I don't want to, like, really sacrifice a really great cigar uh, on a windy day. Because you, you know it's going to burn a little hotter. You're not going to get quite the same flavor out of it. Sorry about that. And I go and I look for. I hate when I go and look for like a cheaper cigar and I have trouble finding one. You don't have you know? one, right? Like, right. What am I doing here? Um, I, you know, uh, so the humidor issue is is only an issue in that every once in a while I go through a purge where I go, you know what? I have a couple hundred cigars in my humidor and I just don't buy cigars for a while right. and I just smoke through them and I'm just about at the bottom dregs of it and you'd think the dregs would be the uh the lower end cigars yeah, but it's yeah. actually the ones that i save for the special the special occasions, occasions. And stuff well you've given me a wonderful idea i now know what i'm getting you for christmas really cheap cigars <laughs> great <laughs> Help round out your humidor you'll you'll thank me when it's there time to go. mow the lawn you'll thank me. there is that and yeah, i need to do that by the way yeah. uh, um i gotta tell you this is this is really spectacular and it's so interesting to me after tasting the rye and tasting the first blended whiskey, how different this one actually is. It's got, it's really got a very different taste profile, uh, which Ian can probably describe better than me. But uh, um, uh, so there is so much caramel and a tiny hint of smoke. And can I have mm-hmm. a little more of that? No, I was already, I, I was waiting. The smoke is what I was trying. Yeah, to there's like, a tiny bit of smoke in the back of that. It's certainly so not nice. enough that you would think of it. As leaning towards that sort of peated flavor. No, I wouldn't call it. it a, a I wouldn't call it a smoky, smoke. uh, yeah. a smoky bourbon, but it's it's got just a touch of that. And you mentioned the barbecue. I bet this and barbecue. Oh, dude, are amazing. There's together. a reason that we, sir, we we kind of Alice's restaurant kind of went through a few iterations, different menus, and we circled all the way back to where we kind of dis- originally designed it to go with barbecue because of. The Ghost Hill Bourbon. I mean, and the, the way that they pair together, um, just smoked meats in general, just kind of with with this particular bourbon, just go hand in hand. So this has such a clean, uh, there's a sweetness to it. There's, on the retro hail, you get uh, some caramel and smoke, just a tiny little bit of smoke, which is yeah. so nice. Uh, also, uh, this is not a big oily mouthfeel. It's actually a little thinner overall but i think that lends to how quick and how um how uh, fast the flavors hit your palate mm-hmm. they really hit yes. your palate in the quickness and it's balanced it's got a nice maltiness and then it has an overall 
mineral water kind of flavor. Like right. the water in this tastes so good. Well, we do we do use uh, for proofing. We use water straight from our well. Um, right there on the property in Dripping Springs. So it is and it's called filter. Dripping Springs, so I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> it is, there's some gray water coming <laughs> off that aquifer, yeah. But so I think you also nice. paid, though, a lot of attention to the grain, haven't you? Of, of course, yep. So the, the grain in, uh, that we use, we use uh, um, our grain purveyor, a man by the name of James, James Brown that has Barton Springs Mill, um, which is, a, is kind of a staple in the Austin community restaurant and and. Um, obviously for us distilling um he's he's uh an amazing guy that was actually nominated for a james beard award for his work in reintroducing ancient grains and 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 heirloom grains so we work really closely with him and what he does is he goes out and works directly with the farmers to get our specific grains so our corn and our wheat come from texas um our barley does not just doesn't grow very well in texas so we get that a little farther to the north but, um, Barley we, and hops are yeah. not great in Texas. <clears throat> yeah, they don't yeah, go around yeah. here so well. So we, we actually have had, um, he, he's brought our distillers out to the farm fields, you know, prior to harvest and kind of gotten their hands dirty and been like, this is going to be your wheat. This is going to be Get your corn. Get to know it, nice. Get to know it. Um, you know, here's, here's why I'm picking this farm field. Here's why we're working with them. Um, what, some of the unique aspects that we use, um, we use a yellow number one corn in, in our Ghost Hill bourbon, which... Um, if you don't know, yellow number one is actually a food-grade corn. So it's the same corn you would go out and you would buy if you wanted to, to mill it up and make, you know, masa or whatever. It's, it's, it's actually, you know, can be consumed by humans, whereas uh, number two, number three is going to be more of your, like, broken pieces, might have some, some husk in there or some, some cob. Uh, the yellow number one is a high-quality corn. Obviously, it's more expensive, and we've paid really close attention to using High quality grains in the Ghost Hill Bourbon. So, are there some um, some distilleries that are using uh, the most? Corn do, most do not. Most, most use uh, number two or number three. But obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's more economically more yeah. economic. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the, there how much flavor difference do you think is there between a, like say a number two and a number one? A huge. Uh, the the majority of what you get is more sweetness. You have more usable sugars in the in the yellow number one because it is a whole kernel corn. So it's actually that the whole kernel comes in the in the bags that we get, um, and then we give it, and then we get it to James Brown, and he mills it for us into into a usable uh, mill. And but, he takes right. it to the bridge. Yeah, which is actually you <laughs> knew that was coming up, right? <laughs> um, he, he, what's the unique thing about our our relationship with him is we actually sold him two acres of our property, and he's moved his entire granary onto our property in Dripping nice. Springs. So he's literally a stone's throw from the distillery at any given time. Um, when our when our grain gets delivered, it goes straight to him for milling, goes straight back to us for production. That's so nice. um, yeah. it's awesome to have him there. Um, and probably the best part about that is he it sounds like he's opening up a bakery and a pizzeria as well. So we should have some. Uh, so I think for a, for a lot of people on our show, they don't know that corn comes in so many different uh, uh, levels. Right, and there's right. corn used for a lot of different things. Some of it's used for fuel. Some of it's used right. for whiskey, which is also some kind of it's fuel. used for feed for uh, animals. Feed yeah. uh, grade, and there's a lot of different grades that go on uh, of corn. Even a lot of um, a lot of farms that farm other things will farm corn when they're uh, turning their fields around, when they're uh, rotating right. their crops. Uh, just to be able to have some kind of crop on that field that's not what they normally make so that they can uh, make a few bucks on rotating their crops right. and things like yeah. that. And 
I think that if you're paying a lot of attention to those, some of those corns that aren't necessarily industrial grade make a big difference. Of course, yeah. Yep. And we, we concentrate on using all you know uh, non-GMO open pollination um, grains for our whiskey as well. So just naturally yeah. grown. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what is a, a bottle of this going to retail for? Uh, this is going to be about uh, around forty bucks. Wow, forty two bucks. Yeah. Wow. So. That's a that's such a deal. That's an amazing. <laughs> that's such a deal. Really and, and you know we were talking about the story earlier, and that's that's exactly why that this is yeah. uh, on the program here at Rainbow Lodge. Just because yeah, it's super affordable. It's very uh, an approachable whiskey, in my opinion. Some of the best quality out there with stuff of similar age and mash bill. Um, you know, and and your description was spot on because you. It took you a while to get all the descriptive words out, and what I like to refer to it as, it's a complex whiskey. It is. For as young as it is, for as young as it is, it's so complex, and it it kind of hits all the great points. I'm surprised. You said it was two years. Yeah. That's. I'm super surprised yeah. by that. Right. For smooth. a two year whiskey, it's got great right. smoothness. Yeah. Great smoothness. In the Texas sun. Yep. Yes, I love it. Uh, Mark, you had some cocktails sent out earlier. And this one has admittedly been sitting here yeah. for a little while, but uh, is this the old fad? The Texas this is the old Texas fashion? old fashioned, and 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 we were so enamored by the story of of how this whiskey comes about that we wanted to do something with it, and we wanted to do something special with it. Um, and so the Texas old fashioned was born. It's all, this all Texas whiskey from the from the aging to the bottling to the distillate, all comes from here. We're using a, um, a sarsaparilla bitters that comes from, out of Austin. Um, obviously, the sugar that we get comes from here in town. And the grapefruits, Texas grapefruit. It is Texas you know? grapefruit, yeah. Yeah, the grapefruit's so nice on the... Yeah, yeah. it really is. Even even though this one's been sitting here for a little while, man, just swirl this around a little bit, and it's awfully good. Yeah, no, it's great. Super good. You know, uh, there's certain drinks that can stand. Like, this, this has been watered a little bit, because they were all brought out at the same time. So this one has... A little more water in it than I'm sure when you first, uh, the way you first envisioned it. Um, and it is still fantastic. The grapefruit really on this is such a nice cleansing kind of to the palate thing. And it's grapefruit in a way that it's not the bitter grapefruit. It's just a little bit of that grapefruit kind of in the back of the nose and on the retro. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit, but the skin will give it a little bit of, of bitterness. Yeah, yeah. And we, and we make a grapefruit bitters that, that, um, that goes into this as well. So, um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a crafted cocktail. It's, it's something that we're really proud of. And, and I can see geez, this. We sell a ton of them. I can see this, especially on a hot day being a little bit dangerous and too easy to drink. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you like, know I, I'll just, I'll just say, we started out the show saying we were going to talk about wines for the holidays, and we've completely not talked about that at all. <laughs> we've uh, talked instead about uh, how great these different spirits are and about the cocktails. I'm gear. here every day. So, Mark. Anyone can come in and will, chat with me. And, and would you be willing to come back on before course, uh, Christmas yeah. and uh, talk wine for the holidays? <laughs> we got a little derailed because, on this one. But what a wonderful derailment this has been. It's like uh, this is this has just been the cocktails here extremely, so good, yeah, so an extremely good. enjoyable show, and I love, I love that you know, because it, when my wife and I came for dinner, I went straight for that British um, sparkling wine that you had bought and on the show. The Ridgeview, yeah, yes, and that's what we had, and it was so good. Uh, so I so we didn't go the cocktail route, and I'm so thrilled now to be uh, sampling these cocktails because uh, these are very, just very well crafted, very well done, and there's a certain thoughtfulness. Uh, in how you've matched the uh, 
the flavors and the ingredients on these. My wife is totally going to watch this show, and then she's going to go out and buy ingredients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's not going to be inexpensive, because when you buy the ingredients for cocktails of this quality, it's not cheap, and you're not skimping on it. Like I said, even about the ice, you're paying a premium for that ice. You, you could just have an ice machine in the back, I, but I you have, don't because it's not right for that drink. Yeah. I have that a makes a large difference. I have a solution for you. What's that? Just bring your wife back yeah, to the Rainbow just, Lodge. Just come back, <laughs> grab some milk. And it's all probably going to be, yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably going to be it. All right. I'll, I'll put a cake on the table. She'll love it. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, too, because I'm sitting here looking at. She's so jealous right now, by the way. I'm sitting here looking at the bottom end of the uh, menu, uh, the drink menu here at Rainbow Lodge, uh, because it has our old-fashioned on it that we you know, have been talking about. But I'm also noticing, and I just really wanted to commend you, because I've complained a lot about the unimaginative nature of the beer selection at many fantastic restaurants. I mean, we're talking places yeah. where the food, where so much thought and preparation goes into the food, and maybe a great deal of thought and preparation went into the wine list. And then you look at the beer list, and they basically said, yeah, just put all the AB brands in, and we're done. Yeah. And I understand you got to carry Bud Light or whatever. I do. Although places that don't, I salute you. But but that's but that's not the point. The point is, I'm looking at their just in their draft. They've got three amazing Houston area beers on draft currently, and I assume these probably we, rotate. We but. call it hyper local. Yeah, everything on draft here um, at the Rainbow Lodge is. Um, is sourced and uh, made within a half mile of, of the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, currently, what is on there? Can you read it? Currently, they've got a City Acre Hitchcock Blonde. Nice. Uh, the Eureka Heights Wicked Awesome ESB. I love, love, love that beer. No one it's makes ESBs. So good. And there's but, only so few. There's so few on the market. I just want to give hands out again to Eureka Heights for making that beer. And Buffalo Bayou's More Cowbell, the double nice. IPA. Oh, uh, see? Yeah. And not the ubiquitous right, exactly. IPA that you see at that every you see other place. everywhere in Houston, yes. Right. And by the way, in bottles and cans, they've got the Southern Star Buried Hatchet Stout. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, Absolutely one of the so best So the only problem is, what the hell do I actually order when <laughs> well, I Well, and this, and this week you'll have another option because I've, yeah. got, um, I've got a dry cider coming from the Houston, Houston Cider Company. Nice. nice. Um, and it's actually going in a cocktail for the holidays. And uh, um, What cocktail do you make with a dry cider? Oh, it's deli- you'll have to come to Rainbow Lodge and oh, find out. Oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> All right. It's got apples in when it. Is, when is that happening? Probably um, early next week. Okay, so early next week we got to come back for a cocktail. Yeah, we're, my, my head is in cocktail mode for the holidays, and, and while it doesn't feel like winter out here, it, um, that's where the co- kind of the cocktail program is. This is, is almost winter protection. Yeah. We're, we're headed that way. We really are. I mean, and you're wearing a jacket, and you're not sweating too bad. That's, that's winter <laughs> for Texas. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to mention, we will have, uh, if you're willing, Mark, we, we do want to have you back on. I'd love that. Uh, yeah, and sure. soon, uh, maybe you can come into the studio, or we'll come back here. Um, but I do want to talk. Um, I do want to talk wines. wines for the holidays. Let's do it. Yeah. But I got to tell you, this was so interesting. I love the stories behind all of your products, and quite frankly, everything you've served us here today has been exceptional. Thank you. Just Thank you very much. Man. Well, 
I always say that I love living uh, in the city because I'm never far from a leaf blower. And, uh, <laughs> and since the leaf blower is starting up, that probably gives us a good, uh, a good reason to start wrapping the show up as we have been uh, nice and long here. But that's what happens when you're tasting these kind of things. Okay, website information, where can we find yeah, out more uh, about Treaty Oak uh, Distilling.com and Treaty also Distilling. uh, WaterlooGin.com. Uh, we have two different websites on there. Um, you can find all of our uh, information for the ranch. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and, uh, under both of those tags. And people so. can come out. You said what days is everything open? Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, so um, Saturday is the big day out there. You usually have a lot of good live music. Um, uh, check out our Facebook for event pages, and um, we got a lot of cool things coming up. We got uh, the cast and crew of uh, the original Sandlot movie and Alamo Draft House coming oh, out on cool. a, later nice. this month. That's so, awesome. That's yeah, really check cool. that out. Come on, see us. That should be a huge production. Last time we had Alamo out, it was it was massive. So, nice. Yeah, it should be really cool. Well, uh, Mark, I just want to give a huge props to Rainbow Lodge for supporting a product like Treaty Oak. This is, this is such a great uh, – thing to have integrated into your uh, menu because a it's delicious but b it's it's real and that's yeah. one of the things we really like to celebrate yes, here yes. is places that really do it themselves and and do it right and and uh, and so hats off to you guys and plus your menu is just delicious here yeah it's amazing <laughs> amazing i also want to point out go check us out on youtube hit our youtube channel hit the like button hit the uh Hit the subscribe button. We need more subscribers. We haven't pushed our YouTube channel a whole bunch, but we're starting to put it up in segments. You can watch little bits of this. Yeah. Uh, hit the YouTube channel, um, and uh, there's a little bell that'll send you notifications when we do when we post up new YouTube stuff. So if you're at work and you can't be here when we're doing this live, please, please hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell that'll let you know whenever we got new stuff up. And you can share it out to your friends. It's awesome. And last but not least, Whiskey Sniff. Tickets are selling fast. The it Whiskey is Sniff. coming up. It's in uh, November, and it's, like, not far away. So you want to go ahead and get your tickets. You'll arrive. You'll get a bag of goodies that includes cigars. And then you'll get to walk around and do the Whiskey Sniff with uh, any of the spirits uh, that are on on display, any or many. And Ian will be there in person. I will demonstrating exactly. If how you need me to show you how to do the whiskey sniff, I will actually walk you through the entire process. It's super simple. Can it's I get a whiskey hug? Yes, you can. That's yeah. awkward. Yes, you can. That's it is awkward. awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> but I'll do that for you, sir. I've been called worse. <laughs> Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, November sixth. Uh, go to eventbrite.com and search whiskey sniff to find the tickets. Uh, thank you, Mark, so much for inviting us to do the show here. This has been. Just this absolutely beautiful. gorgeous. It's yeah. been my pleasure having absolutely you all gorgeous. here. Absolutely. And I hope you don't mind if Ian and I just hang around for like eight hours. <laughs> Not at all. I've got plenty of booze. <laughs> awesome. I love uh, that. Tony, thanks so much yeah. uh, sure. for all that you guys do and for being on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. You got anything new that you're coming out with or new uh, stuff to talk about? Be sure and contact us so we can get you back on. For and, sure. Uh, and and anytime, uh, open invitation, you guys. Anytime you want to come out to Treaty Oak and. And uh, film a show out there. You're more than welcome. And we just yeah, walk in and go, we know Tony, and yeah, they'll take care. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, okay. we're Tony's friend. My name yeah. goes a little. It goes, it goes a little. <laughs> There's a little bit of weight there. A little bit of weight. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody. 